this actually might relate. We have this um, amazing idea, right? We're going to do a launch, finally figured out the thing that I'm going to do, the thing I'm going to create, project launch, uh, program launch, course, masterclass, virtual retreat, whatever it is. And the planning and the content creation part is the easy part for me anyway. It's like, okay, I know I'm going to get people to breakthroughs and I map out the process and the stories I'm going to share, all that stuff. That's just like that part is so much fun. It's so much creativity. But then there comes a moment to actually promote it and have a certain number of people coming to our launch, masterclass, whatever it is, traffic, right? And they're usually, and I have coached so many people through this. And it's, it's not just me. It's many, many, many people. Um, there comes a moment about two weeks before the official launch where you realize that you don't actually have the audience, the number of registrations, the interest, and the whatever. And we don't know if it's actually going to stick. So this is what I call the pre-launch spiral. And the first stage usually goes like this. Like you were excited, but all of a sudden you aren't. And you're waking up in the morning with this anxiety in your chest, in your throat, in your body. And it's this whole anxiety about the uncertainty of the outcome. It's like crap. I don't actually know if this is going to work. There's only so many people registered. There's not a lot of buzz. Is this really, is, is this really going to be that good? You know, I'm no longer that excited about it. I was so excited when I was creating it, but I kind of lost touch with that. But if I'm missing something, maybe it's not good enough. Maybe it's the next level of thing that I want to do. I didn't do enough audience building. There's not a lot of people coming. And if people show up, they're going to be like, well, where's everybody else? It seems like a small group. Are you really who you think you are? Or, you know, it's all that stuff. Then sometimes for people, there is sickness that happens a week or two before the launch. And um, when I experienced it, I actually attracted the energy of it. You know, sickness, this like feverish kind of like when you feel like, whoa, I'm getting sick kind of frequency on the Hawkins map of consciousness, that thing actually calibrates at 55. It's a frequency. And when it's not released, it actually can turn into a sickness, right? So, so it is our job to kind of catch it and talk to it when we start getting sick because it is a part of our psyche that is creating this energy. And when I had a conversation with it, she actually told me, and this was so interesting, um, you know, sickness is kind of a good excuse. It prevents embarrassment. When you're going into a launch and you have this amazing excuse of like, oh my gosh, I was sick. Or when your business fails and you have this amazing excuse of like, you know, I had a whatever flare up of whatever part of my body for who knows how long. There is a protection in that. And I'm not saying that is, that is always what happens, right? I'm not a doctor. There's obviously a lot of other causes to sickness and disease, but this is one of them. And she told me, you know, it was just like a good excuse. You know, I got cold right when I was supposed to promote this. So like, of course, there's not a lot of people. It's like, okay, like, you know, I really didn't try that hard because I was sick. There was a protection in that. And then there is a self-doubting part that can show up. It's like there's, there's this 
Like, it just feels like a wall of sorts. And it's like all the inspiration is gone. And then there's just like a self-doubt and questioning that comes on. And it says something like, but, but Eva, you have failed so many times. And I mean so many times. And it's worse when we have been failing in a row several times, right? Which I have had strains of like eight $0 launches or like five $0 offers. And the, the, the thing is, like, when we're watching all these people putting stuff out there, it's usually, you know, there's, there's all sorts of failures and lessons happening. And the number of successful launches, product, courses, whatever, compared to the number of unsuccessful launches is actually really small. So if you think that you're the only person failing, just know that having had many, many clients in my program and having coached others outside of that, like this is quite normal, including and especially for the people who are quite successful in their businesses. Not everything that they're putting out there is successful. It's, it's, it's a small piece of what they're creating because the failures are part of the journey. But what you see is like people saying, well, my stuff is successful and whatever, but that is not the case. Like the, the real work is like actually going through this, this self-sabotage and like dealing with reality. And the reality is most things actually fail, including for the people who are successful. Like any successful person will tell you, it's like, yep, a lot of my shit failed and that's just what it is. And the only difference is that we can we, we develop enough relationship with all of our self-sabotaging parts, intimacy with our system, with our internal system, to where we don't blend with any of this. So back to the self-doubting part, right? Sorry about my stuff nose today, guys. Um, I don't know if you can hear it, but... Uh, all of a sudden, I'm speaking and I have I feel my nose getting super stuffed, so I wonder what that's about. But yeah, there's there's the self-doubting part just comes on with all sorts of things to say. It's like, are you sure this is your purpose? Like, you've failed so many times. Like, are you 1,000% sure this is your calling? Do you actually work for God or is this some other thing? Like, if this is what you, your purpose is, shouldn't the universe be sending you clients as a confirmation and blah, 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 right? And so we completely destroy this genius, beautiful idea we had with this train of parts and self-doubt. And they all sound like the truth in the moment. And that is because these self-sabotaging parts, their, their sole job is to protect us from whatever is underneath, whatever the exiled, really wounded part underneath, to really protect us from that. And their job is to be smarter than you. Because if they're not smarter than you, they're not doing their job. So they will absolutely use any kind of spiritual languaging to outsmart you, including God, divine, this and that purpose. Whoa, I mean, I... <laughs> I will tell you, 
like it doesn't matter how much work you do it's just like wow you know it and it, it sometimes take me months to catch on to some of the messaging it's like oh wait that's not really the truth is it right so the question is what it is what is it that they're protecting what's the real issue underneath what are we actually afraid of and this is where we actually need to have to meet ourselves and our self-sabotaging parts and really get to know them and develop the relationship with them. And this is where the last interview that I did with Michelle just kind of falls into place because it's, it's a lot of my IFS work that I did for the past six years, mostly on my own and recently started with working with Michelle, which has been fantastic. And the identity reset, which you are absolutely invited to come and play with me. Identity reset is happening in two weeks now. It is not IFS because number one, I'm not certified in it. And um, number two, it's that's not IFS work is not really designed for group work, but it will be my way to bring us into a self awareness space and just kind of pulling these things out in the ocean uh, in the open and providing space for us to get to know our inner landscape and these self-protective identities calling the self-protective hexagon because there is six core ones that show up and there's seven core fears that show up that want to keep us from experiencing the core inner exile that shows up so to finish my story, my particular core wound was the fear of public humiliation. And it is the wound that started for me. Um, it, I had a very, very difficult time between ages 7 and 12. And I have built my life to protect to ever going through those experiences again. And the experience is just like, ha ha, you know, who does she think she is? The pie in the face, you try something and everybody laughs. Or you raise your hand and you say something and you think it's the truth and everybody laughs and all that stuff, right? And everybody has a different one. Everybody has like a little bit of a different component. And, um, you know, for me, the public embarrassment is one of them. But we all have our different shades and it's not something that we can know intellectually. Our job is to actually meet these parts of ourselves and to release the energy and to rewrite the story. And, you know, the world of social media isn't quite very nice these days. I see many people out there who think that they're healed, like people who have been in therapy for 10, 20, 30 years and it's like they're still... They're saying things like poking at other people's businesses. Um, you know, you can kind of feel that. There's just unhealed wounds and people positioning themselves against other people, right? And then we're like reading this like, oh my God, like am I one of them? Like is she talking to me or about me? And there's, there's that kind of thing and it causes these wounds to flare up. So... Our job is to really get to know ourselves. And there's no world in which we can actually fix all these parts or, you know, have them all squared away and just like, Shh, you'll sit here, you'll sit here, you'll sit here, that's it. That's not the point at all. It's not, uh, it's not just fixing it all because we will never get to the end of it. It's so not about fixing ourselves. It's about building a re different relationship with ourselves where we have more 
power through being able to observe and witness and make friends with these parts and hear them out and know their job and to unblend from them because if we can sit with them and being them that means we're not it we're in self but sometimes it takes layers and layers and layers of unblending from my identity after the next until we get to ah okay okay now what right so all of us have woundings in our past lives and ancestry in being exiled and prosecuted and sent away from our tribe and hung and stoned and drowned and judged and laughed at and having made huge mistakes, sometimes mistake costing uh, people their lives in our past lives, right? Because we have had so many past lives, we've done all sorts of things and some of them cost our family member their lives, their ch our children their lives. And so this fear of doing something that will cause somebody pain, that it's still sitting there. It's really painful stuff. But our job is to sit with ourselves and love ourselves and witness ourselves and still, still, no matter what, we don't use our woundings or the unhealed stuff as our excuse, right? It's okay, like we let it be there and we continue healing this because healing, to me, it's like the journey that never ends. It just keeps going and going and going. I used to think that uh, if I just sprint to the finish line, if I just heal myself and I do like, there was a point where I literally did like 150 uh, psychedelic ceremonies. I kid you not. I was like, well, I'm just going to heal all this shit. I'm going to be done, you know. And there was a point where I was just doing so much pseudo and method emotional release. I was like, Okay, I'm just going to get to the finish line, you know, just like, I'm going to get there. I'm so sick and tired of this. I just want to be clear so I can be successful and like not deal with any of it. And that's not how it works, right? And there was a point where I didn't want to uh, put my stuff out there because I was, I, I kind of knew the next breakthrough was coming and I didn't want to do anything until I reached the next level because I knew that whatever I'm doing now would be outgrown. So that's just another flavor of how the, the self-protective mechanisms come on, right? That's just another self-protector, right? That's the perfectionist right there speaking. So um, courage, courage in the end to 10x our business or think of it as positive impact. Like maybe it's not your business. Maybe you just want to be more loving person. Well, you can't have love without courage, right? So 10x positive impact on the world means 10xing our courage, sitting with our parts and letting them know that they will be okay, even if they're not perfectly healed, while we do all the healing work as we go, right? So it's, it's super important not to wait to heal everything before we take action. The courageous action is crucial. So identity reset is coming up. Um, if this resonates, what I'm sharing here with you, and you want to do the work in a community, in a safe space, right, where we support each other, you know, I show up for you, you show up for me kind of thing, we're in this together, we're all screwed up because this is not the realm for perfect people, you know, Dr. Hawkins used to say, this is like not a celestial realm here, guys, like, if there's no perfect people here. If this was the realm for perfect people, it would be somewhere else, right? This is the realm where we do the thing together and nobody's expected to have anything figured out. 
and that's what I believe. I don't, I don't think there's such thing as unforgivable stuff. There's no such thing as like, you know, yeah, you, you're just beyond, you know, there's, there's no such thing in my world. I really value the power of vulnerability in us just sort of saying, yep, it's all good. Like, you're, you're welcome to be as you are, however screwed up, whatever, whatever wounds you have. And trust me, there's people in the room who have the same thing and we do it together. That's just kind of the nature of, of my work and how I want to show up for people. So uh, identity reset, I'm going to put the link below. Come and join me. And um, it's uh, January 23rd. Um, the, you'll get the schedule once you're registered. It's in the mornings. They're, the sessions are different lengths. Some of them are going to be me talking. Some of them are going to be experiential. There's going to be a longer Wednesday. It's going to be um, some experiential exercises. There's also going to be holotropic breath work for you guys who haven't experienced this. It is a wonderful tool just to a little bit of oxygenation of body, which is actually really good for you, combined with some deeper inner work can be uh, quite beneficial. So come join me. I'm excited to have you, just really excited to get to know you to the best of what times allow, time allows between us to connect. And yeah, come, come, come.